When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Marcus with Sean Hackett. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a free beanie. If you want one of those, send an email to marketing at axontire.com and they'll be sure to send one over to you as soon as they possibly can get it to you via the U.S. Postal Service being timely and there's not a blizzard somewhere along the way, which seems to be like the only way we get snow anymore is a blizzard. So it's good times. The uh, They'd also like to give you $50 off your registration fee for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. So if you want some more information about that, check out the website at movingironllc.com and all the information is there to get signed up for the meeting. Uh, Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 
657-4910 for your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more, learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctional pricing insights. And finally, this podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks, the Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Correct. Correct. Now just create connected customer experience to transform how you work today. Sean is with Hackett Financial out of Boca Raton, Florida, and he's nice enough to come on and talk about what's happening in the marketplace. So Sean, how you doing, bud? I'm good so far. Uh, I've avoided negative degree temperatures in Wisconsin, and awesome. it's 16 degrees here in South Dakota, which is lovely for this time of the year. Yeah. Had six inches of snow in Wisconsin. I'll take it. Yeah. Better than feet. Um, so all is well with the world as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's good because you could be in, in a significantly worse spot. Uh, I could be. In, in the and, and the weather of South Dakota looks like there's actually going to be some sunshine. Um, so then I then I uh, uh, speak on Saturday and then I get to North Carolina. I know that Carolina will be fine. So I kind of dodged another bullet, it looks like. Maybe. God willing. So. Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right um we talked about wheat last time uh the last podcast we put up and wheat is dumb it just seems like it just dominates the uh overall news right now and what we see so we're seeing wheat supplies be under some pretty massive pressure you got russia saying that they will no longer um uh they have no plans of lowering lowering the grain export uh quota that they've got and India is jumping through all the hoops they can jump through to bring down the price of domestic wheat in the country they have there. So it just shows that world supply of wheat is is in short supply right now. And if you look at, um, obviously, the Ukraine-Russia war is not helping that at all. But, I mean, we, we talked about Argentina last time and then the extreme drought they're going through and then the struggles we're having here in the U.S. with just winter wheat um, the issues we had getting stuff planted and merged and then winter kill and everything else that comes through that. I guess, Sean, going in this spring, I mean, what are your, we, we need a pretty massive crop across the world here to get, to get this thing kind of rotted and, and, and moving. So I guess thoughts on that as you look at, at overall picture of wheat right now. Well, you know, the market ran up a year ago uh, thinking we were going to run out of wheat because of, you know, Ukraine supplies being down. And then, um, the corridor deal allowed some of that grain to come out and it, that took the pinch off at least for this past year. Remember the saving grace for this past year was that Ukraine had large supplies in storage from the prior year on top. So even though their crop production was down significantly, they had that extra supply that was available so they could, if they were allowed, they could make some sales and they did right. that ended the, shortage so the market kind of got it wrong about how it was going to play out those supplies are now gone and now all ukraine can do is sell what they produce if they're allowed to do so we were at a farm foundation meeting in savannah georgia a week and a half ago and spoke to the largest or one of the largest producers there has three hundred thousand acres was speaking to the group and um you know, their half their infrastructure is 
completely gone. They have no financing. There's no fertilizer. There's no fuel. Whatever they fertilizer fuel they can get, it's crazy high priced. Um, their acres are down forty to fifty percent. And there's no and wow. and the longer this war goes on, the more uh, permanent these issues are going to become. He mentioned, and I'm just speaking what he said. This is not my opinion. It's what he said um, that if the war ended today and everyone said. We love you, Ukraine. Go for it. Do whatever you got to do. He doesn't think that they would grow in any additional grain for an entire additional crop cycle, given where they're currently at in the industry. Meaning that even today, if we said, let's go, we would have to endure not only this year, but the following growing season before we would see any improvement in corn, uh, corn and wheat production. So now that we've taken the overhang that Ukraine came off and how, you know, through this broker deal that we had last year, they, only have half a crop to sell if they're able to sell it, um, assuming they continue. You know they have good weather and good crops, and or they, they you know they don't reduce acreage more. So the, ultimately, while they're, you know this corridor deal and the, and selling this storage wheat corn inventory that they had took the pinch off, and yes, short term we know we know Russia has some supplies and they're desperate for some money because they're fighting this war. Um, when you look a little bit over the horizon. Uh, that gap, that um, differential of what's lost in Ukraine, we don't see it being made up anywhere else unless we have some very, very substantially large crops uh, in the U.S. here um, to kind of make up for that. Um, and so that's a pretty daunting situation. And I just said make up some of it. You're not going to make up 40 percent, 50 percent loss of production with what we're seeing. And so it's kind of weird, right? So you have Argentina that had half a wheat crop. So then Australia is having a good crop. Um, then, of course, Argentina, the Ukraine crop is way off. Of course, Russia has had a better crop. But when we look, when we look at the net supply of everything, you know, the U.S. had another bad crop this season. You know, it, it's we're not really increasing our supplies. Which it's just a timing issue of when the actual, the way we're seeing it, Casey. And I don't want to overplay this, but the market correctly saw this long-term shortage in Ukraine a year ago, but they got the timing wrong. I believe what they were trading a year ago is now going to happen later on in 23, meaning that worry of that supply shortage is correct, but it was just a year off. And so we have everybody here sitting at $7.30, complacency everywhere, no one thinking there's a worry in the world. And I kind of feel like, you know, as maybe overpriced we were before, and as you know on this on your show and in our reports that you know we were you know pounding the table to get some sales made and we thought the market was getting ahead of itself. We think we're exactly on the opposite side of the pendulum now and feel that the market is completely in denial of what the true picture is going forward. And I'm not sure exactly what that catalyst will be, Casey, to kind of change the complacency, but it'll happen just like that. And all of a sudden, you know, we'll be looking at a at a market that's taking off and everyone will be wondering, how did we not anticipate this? That's what we see in the wheat market. Um, so for right now, you know, I think we're in what we call a, a basing pattern. Um, we've been basing, you know, up, up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down. And, you know, that basing pattern may continue for a little while longer, but I do believe ultimately we're going to see this market better reflect the true supply and demand fundamentals of production that's coming up with the Ukraine situation completely 
in a perpetual never-ending situation at this point from what this gentleman told us it actually looks it actually looks worse than even i was thinking it was so gotcha okay all right let's spend a little time talking about cotton uh cotton has uh Come down significantly from where it was at. You know, we're down around 80. I think right now, let me see here, it's trading about 84 cents right now. And that's down from a dollar twenty-five, I think, at the high there a little around. It was over a dollar fifty there for a minute, I guess. But it got it got way up there and it's come way down. Um you talked about this early on when we were talking about um uh cotton going in the first quarter and that you you were expecting to see uh, a downturn in cotton. So I guess looking at what you see right now and the information that's out there, Sean, what are your thoughts on the cotton market moving through 23? Well, the demand for everything right now coming from China is just dreadful because they're still trying to get through this um, valley of the shadow of death that everybody else has had to get through. Um, but I look at stocks in China. So like Alibaba, which is a consumer-related, it's kind of like uh, like Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, so so it's a measure of, of the sentiment of future consumer expectation doubled in the last three months on this reopening, meaning that you know that the big money is betting heavily that the Chinese consumer is going to come back with a vengeance. To give you another metric, prior to the zero COVID policy, 45 million to 50 million Chinese traveled out, you know, uh, on airplanes, out you know, leaving the country, going to other places. Um that went down to two million at the where it is today. Um, going out into the second quarter onward, there's no reason to believe that those 45 million travelers are going to go back and travel all over the place. Right. And these are your higher net worth Chinese. These are the Chinese that have money to spend. And by the way, the savings rate in China, uh, actually not savings rate, the actual savings, total aggregate savings in China is larger than their GDP. So they have a ton of cash to spend because they've been sitting around boarded in their homes, not doing anything. Um, just th those two metrics alone suggest that the demand for clothing just from China alone. By the way, where are these Chinese travelers going to go? They're going to go to Southeast Asia. They're going to go to Europe. They're going to go. So all these other countries are going to see a huge um, tourism boom. Uh, as a result of all these high net worth travelers going looking to go on vacations and spend some like like we did when we right. we had we had that itchy trip everybody I was on the airline you know, yeah. the yeah. airlines were run over it was I never saw anything like it right. so and and, the, and and so the Chinese the same thing so the demand for cotton starting in the second quarter going onward should absolutely see a significant resurgence based upon that. Um, so like most commodities, whether it's crude oil, whether it's, um, you know, copper or it's cotton, you know, this is the trough in overall global demand, especially from China. And so I think that we are going to be making important lows. They're not, they're not all going to be made at the same time. Every market has its own cycle, its own timing window. But I think, you know, when we look back, you're going to be looking at the first quarter and saying most markets made their important lows somewhere in this quarter. And why was it, you know, how come I didn't take advantage of it if I'm an end user, if I'm a cash buyer of these markets, you know, like 2020, you know, why wasn't I, how did I not see this coming? And so I'm pretty optimistic about the price of cotton beyond the first quarter. So, um, you know, I would say that if I'm, a, if I'm a, a mill and I'm in the business of buying cash 
uh, cotton here, you know, boy, I sure think I'd be getting myself some coverage here. I think this is a time to look for opportunities to do that. Um, not only cotton, but across quite a, a good swath of, um, of different commodities. Another market that I mentioned, um, and we haven't talked about in a while, is the natural gas market. Natural gas market is the March contract is down at three dollars and ten cents. <laughs> you know, it was almost ten. It was ten dollars not too long ago. Uh, it is now below the cost of coal in the U.S. Oh wow! Okay. So kind of like how wheat, you know, is now you know more is actually a, a, a more a better deal for feed than corn feed at this point. That, that when you get to a fundamental value where your product is fundamentally the cheapest game in town in the sphere that you're in, like wheat, feed wheat is, now like um, natural gas is, that tends to be a place where, you know, the market will find its fundamental low. And when I look at this Chinese situation, we know they need tons of energy, including massive amounts of LNG. We've already seen I believe the metrics were a couple of weeks ago that their uh, crude oil imports were up. I think, I think twenty-eight uh, percent in you know a couple of weeks or something like that. Um, and you know, natural gas demand is going to go out through the roof. One of the saving graces that's allowed this um, energy crisis to not develop this winter has been that China's been offline with their energy consumption. And it's all that LNG that they would have been importing into the country was available to Southeast Asia and to Europe on top of what the U.S. was doing. And it kind of allowed Europe to get itself buttoned up. Um, and, and, the, and the winter has not been, uh, it's been shorter and it's been you know, not the coldest winter, which is one of the forecasts that we made a while back. So, so, so you know, I would say something like a natural gas market. You know, you know we, were, we were talking about, you know, not too long ago about, you know, how is this going to work? You know, the, the energy bills of U.S. consumers is going to be on, you know, and now we're sitting with, we're, we're actually back to where we began right. that, before that whole thing began. So, so I, if I'm a, if I'm a business of any sort and I need anything that's related to natural gas, including fertilizer, by the way, um, and I'm thinking about propane, you know, all these things that businesses need, what an opportunity to lock in some very, very unbelievable economic cash energy. So I would strongly encourage those in the cash business of these markets that have a reason for buying these energy products and natural gas. Boy, I just it doesn't mean the market's going to go up tomorrow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think it's at a level that it's not likely going to be here for a terribly long period of time. And once you miss this, you know, you're going to be chasing your tail up and, 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 and I don't think you want to be in a position of trying to take out $7 natural gas prices and, and worrying about a, a long, cold winter, taking it to 15 to 20. So I just think this is a, a tremendous long-term value for those in the business that need the product. Yep. Right on. Well, I was going to ask you about energy, Sean, but you hemmed <laughs> it up. So. All right. Well. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, good stuff. So folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing over Hackett Financial. What's the best way to do that? Our website is Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. We have all kinds of interviews with you, with Real Vision, with uh, Traders Unplugged, Market to Market, 
sample reports, white papers. If you want it, we got it. But it gives you a really good idea of what we do and how we do it to see if how we look at markets, how we look at forecasting ag markets might be of some value to your listeners. Yeah. So I think I, I reposted that um, uh, Traders Unplugged uh, podcast that you did. But anyone that, that hasn't listened to that, go out and take a listen to that podcast. I'll tell you what, that was of all the podcasts I've listened to you, Sean, that was the one where you laid that out really nice on how yeah. the whole, you know, Glassberg cycles and, and all those things kind of start to play out. And it, it was, I learned something from that and I talked to you about it all the time. So yeah. it's, go check that out. If you haven't, have a minute to do that. And it's what's the traders unplugged, right? That's what it's traders called. Unplugged. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if, if you can't find it, just go traders unplugged and all their, you know, their podcasts will be on there as well. So. Yeah. Check that out right on. Okay. All right, Sean, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thanks, Casey. And uh, uh, I guess next week I'll probably be um, doing this from Tucson. I think I'll be in Tucson next yeah. Tuesday. So going to go winter in Tucson from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> At least Tucson would be like in the 50s and 60s. You know, when it would actually be kind of nice, actually. It's a dry heat, though. So you're good. It's dry, oh, yeah. It's a dry yeah, heat. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be all cracked and bleeding yeah. nose and the whole thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check out the video version of this on the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, which is called the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, if you want more information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, hit me up at movingironllc.com. All the information will be there, how to get registered, and I'm slowly putting up the information about the speakers that will be there as well. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Sean Hackett. It's smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher, time and time again. Through the years, you'll find us here. Moving higher.